بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألم تعلم أن الله يعلم ما في السماوات والأرض إن ذلك في كتاب في كتاب إن ذلك First of all, we only begin by thanking Allah by glorifying and praising Allah enabling us once again with this unique and wonderful opportunity to congregate in His house, to worship Him, to glorify Him and to ultimately send salutations upon his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama and we pray that Allah azza wa jal will continue to facilitate these kind of wonderful opportunities for us in the future insha'Allah we're extremely fortunate to be in the situation that we're in uh, in the current climate that we're in uh, living in, in, in relatively peace and, and security where our lives are, are, are secure where our wealth is secure where our future is secure the, our families are secure And we have a lot to be thankful for uh, Last week and the week before In, in, my, in my khutbahs During the second jama'ah um, I stressed upon the importance Of showing gratitude Having shukr Thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For your blessings You see often And I mentioned that sabr and shukr Go hand in hand Patience, perseverance And then showing gratitude Are both you know, are two sides of the same coin. It's imperative that when things are, are not going right for us, um, and when we seek to complain about the way our lives are going, we're quick to do that. We can say, oh, well, you know, this is going wrong for me, that's going wrong for me. And we're quick to complain. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh Allah, change our state. Oh Allah, bring us out of this rut that, and this slump that we're in. But when suddenly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers our prayers and our state is changed, we're out of that slump and we've, we've, we've crossed over the hurdles. Then suddenly we forget that it was Allah azza wa who took us out of that in the first place. We forget to thank Him. We forget to glorify Him. This is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, Ajaban li amril mu'min, in amrahu kullahu khair. Wondrous and amazing is the affair of the believer. Indeed, everything that he does is there is khair for him. There is good for him. When he does, when something, when a calamity befalls him, then he observes shukr, fakana khair Allah, and that's better for him. And when something good comes to him, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala provides him with something good, then he has shukr. He thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَكَانَ خَيْرَ اللَّهِ And that's also good for him. So we're in, in, in a way, a win-win situation. Today I want to very quickly talk about our, you know, I, in, in the past I've spoken about tawakkul. Um, of having this sincere reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today I want to focus on, on that, the... Something that we teach ourselves and we teach our children from a young age. We say it is part of our iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amantu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi 
You know, I believe in Allah, I believe his, in his books that he has sent down. I believe in the messengers. I believe in the last day. And I believe in destiny, predetermination. Everything that is good and that is bad. And you know what, when, when, uh, when it's mentioned what is good and bad, you see, that's something that is perceived by us. That doesn't necessarily mean what Allah is telling us, that this is good for you and this is bad for you. Is what we perceive to be good and what we perceive to be bad, everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't for one moment fret and get anxiety and get stressed and think to yourself, well, you know, what's going to happen to me in this situation that I'm in? How am I ever going to cross this hurdle? Know that everything that, that has happened to you is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had preordained for you. He had predetermined for you. You know, as, as parents and for those of you who are parents, and even those of us, we're all children of our, of our parents, and we've seen this uh, manifest in their lives, and we've also come through this. As parents, you want to protect your children, right? Everybody. That's a natural um, uh, paternal or maternal instinct to, con- to protect your children, protect them and keep them safe. Anything that will harm them is our job and it's our duty to protect them from that. Sometimes we may keep those sweets away from them. You know, sometimes we may take something away from them that they want. Sometimes we prevent them from doing things because, you know, what they perceive to be fun and enjoyable, but we understand the risks of doing that, so we stop them. Uh, Sometimes we make them do things that they don't like to do or they don't want to do, but we understand what's good for them, therefore we encourage them to do that. And what, what are we met with? We're met with tears, we're met with with tantrums, we're met with disappointments coming on behalf of the children because the children don't understand. They don't see that bigger picture. They don't have the same life experience as you and I. They don't know what we're doing for them is only in their best interests, is to protect their future. And they'll only realize it when they get older and they have their children. And that's happened to us, right? When we were young children, We never used to like the decisions that our parents were making at the time because in our limited understanding and perception, we couldn't couldn't understand. We didn't know why they were doing what they were doing. As we've gotten older and more wiser and we've had our children, we now realize, you know, our parents were right. In exactly the same way, when we're stressed and we're going through trials and tribulations and we feel like there's no way out, of this rut that we find ourselves in. We have to understand that there are certain things that Allah Azza wa Jal will do for us, or there are certain situations that Allah Azza wa Jal will place us in, we may not understand at the time whether it's good for us or bad for us, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Because He knows what is to come. He knows what's part of our future. He knows what's been determined for us in the future. For indeed, He is Al-Hakim. He is the most wise. He is the Alim. He is the most knowledgeable. And we have to trust. And this is one of the most difficult things to do. And this is why 
Belief is something that comes and emanates from deep within. It's easy to say. It's easy to say, Amanna, I believe. It's easy to say that. It's easy to say, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa Ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. That's you know that's that flows off our tongues. I bear witness in 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 Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is His servant, His messenger. We can say that, but that tasdeeq bil qalb. That, that affirming it with our hearts, that's the most difficult thing to do. So it's imperative that in order for us to get the best and squeeze the best out of our lives, it's important for us to understand that there are going to be certain things that are part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan that we may not understand, we may not appreciate at the time. But in the future, we look back on and say, subhanallah. And how many times has that happened to you? How many? I know. Personally, it's happened to me on many occasions where at the time I felt, you know, this is it. This doesn't happen for me, it's over. And suddenly, I'm in a different position two months or three months down the line. I look back and say, subhanAllah, that plan that Allah had for me, what He wanted from me, that was, this is far better for me than that was. So it's imperative that we understand that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the verse of the Qur'an that I quoted before you in my khutbah, He states in Surah Al-Hajj, which is the 22nd Surah of the Qur'an, in verse number 70, Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. Do you not know in fact? Allah is asking, do you not know that Allah knows everything that is in the heavens and everything that is on the earth? This is all in the book. This is all preordained. Everything has been predetermined. And this is something that is extremely simple and it's easy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's important for us, it's imperative that we understand everything has been preordained. Everything has been predetermined. We've, our, our plan has already been charted for us. You know, uh, it's like we're on autopilot. You know when the plane, when the, uh, the pilot puts the plane into autopilot going into one destination, that's where the plane is going to go. Our lives are on autopilot. There's a beginning, there's an end, and our, our course has been charted for us. It's been laid out for us. We just have to sit back, buckle in, and get on with our lives in the, in the best way, in the best manner that we possibly can. And like I mentioned, you know, there's going to be certain times when you're not going to when you're not going to understand why certain things are happening the way they do, you're not going to appreciate that aspect, the intrinsic nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan. You're going to see certain things that you felt these were good for you, and in fact, you found out later by your own experience that they weren't good for you. Other times you'll find certain things that you think these are bad for me, this is, this is not good for me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned that that is the best thing for you. Allah azawajal states in the Quran, That it may be that you dislike something and it is good for you. And you like something, you appreciate something and that is bad for you. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surely knows and you do not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far more aware of your situation and of your position than you are. This is something that has been preordained. And how many times has it happened when you've been upset at how things are unraveling um, at one point in time only for you to realize 
months or years or any time into the future that that was something that fell into place like a jigsaw puzzle. You think, you know, you look back and say, Subhanallah, I thought at the time this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. And yet, uh, Alhamdulillah, I've realized now that this is probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. And this is a part, a natural progression of our lives. And uh, in order for us to truly understand and appreciate the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to have that sincere reliance on Him, that sincere tawakkul on Him. This is something that we're missing in our lives today. You know, you can go back to, to, to the times of your parents and grandparents. We're not going to go back 1400 years to the time of the Sahaba. They were khairun nas, they were the best of people. There was no one who had more tawakkul than the companions of the Prophet They had complete and utter reliance on him. They knew that, you know, um, they, had, uh, they did not worry, worrying about sustenance, worrying about rizq, worrying about what's going to happen in, in the future. They were thoughts that never entered their hearts or their minds. They were completely reliant on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, even if we look at 20 or 30 years ago, our parents and our grandparents, you know, they may have known little in terms of what we know now. In the, we live in the, in the age of information. We live in the age of news. We live in the age when literally information is available at, at the touch of our fingertips. It's right there in front of us. Everything is here. Everything that we could possibly want to know or, or get the answers to. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, they didn't have that. But what they knew in their hearts is there was this sense of reliance and tawakkul that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever position that He has placed me in, He knows best what my situation is. He knows best what is required of me. And if I'm in a rut, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take me out of it. If things are going great, then I know that possibly around the corner, I might need to observe sabr. Something might happen which I may not understand. And believing in that plan and trusting in that plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one of the most difficult things to do. Because as human beings, we're naturally inclined to complain. You know, the root word for insan comes from nasiya yansa, which means to forget. That insan is consistently and constantly forgetful. We forget that time in the alimul arwah, in the land of souls, when we affirmed our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've forgotten that pledge, that covenant that we made with our Lord. In our life, or during our lifetime, we forget about the sacrifices that people have made for us. We forget about them. We forget about the sacrifices and the love that our parents have shown us. Because we're human beings. We're constantly and consistently forgetful. We forget about all the good that has happened in our lives. You know, when it's like when 99 things can go right for you. And that one thing doesn't go the way you want it. Or exactly the way you want it to go. And suddenly you forget about all 99 of the things that went right. And you say, my life is terrible. I'm going through the worst patch I've ever been through. We forget. We're human beings. And it's imperative that we, we take time to reflect and look back. Take account of ourselves. Understand that the position you're in right now, nobody knows 
your state better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never place you or burden you more than your ability or your capability to bear that burden. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has charted your course for you. And he's not going to put you in a difficult situation that you will possibly never be able to get out of. And this is his test for you. Look at the, the, uh, the, the prophets of Allah. They didn't ask, why me? You know, we're constantly asking ourselves, why me? It feels like, you know, when things are going wrong, it feels like we're the only ones who things are going wrong with. It, it seems like our lives are the most, the, the most terrible lives in the world. Look at, and, and take account of the, the, uh, the prophets of Allah. Right? Look at the stories of the Anbiya that I mentioned in the Quran. They never questioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never said, why me? Read the stories of the prophets. Read the stories of the righteous. About how when they were tested, what was their response? Because that's truly when the, uh, our, our vigor shines through. Our humanity comes through. When we're tested, that's when we really know who we are. That's when you can truly know who that individual is when they're tested, when they're placed in a difficult situation, how they're going to come out of it. Um, and this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed the, the, the companions of the Prophet that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's a messenger. He's a messenger. And when he passes away, when he leaves his material realm, what are you going to do? He, he tested, he was going, this, this was also a test for them. Are you going to turn back on your heels? Are you going to retreat back and go back doing what you were doing during the days of Jahiliyyah? Or are you going to continue his mission? Are you going to continue to inspire others to follow in his noble footsteps? So it's imperative that we understand that. Look at the stories of, of the Anbiya and how they were testers. Musa salam's mother, when she was told that put your, put your young baby into this, into this little crib, Right, little basket, and put that baby into the river, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of it from there. It was her firm belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and she did that. Yaqub alayhi salam was separated from his son Yusuf for many, many years. He didn't turn around and say, oh Allah, I'm a prophet of yours. Why me? Why are you doing this to me? I love you with every ounce of my being. No, he never questioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom. When Yusuf was separated from Yaqub and his brothers for many years, and when he was thrown into the well at a young age and sold into slavery, he never questioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said, Why me? Why is this happening to me? When Maryam gave birth to Sayyidina Isa and people questioned her and accused her of infidelity and accused her of the worst of crimes that any woman can be accused of. She never questioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said, Oh Allah, why me? Why have you chosen me for this mission? Because she understood, she believed that what Allah has chosen for her, this is the best thing for her. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa had a holy year, which his name is Amul Huzn or Amul Hazn. The, the year of sorrow, he loses his wife, his pillar of support. He loses his uncle, his pillar of support. He goes to Ta'if and he preaches. The, the people of Ta'if stone him and throw him out of the city. Blood from his blessed forehead is flowing into his sandals. That's how wounded and how injured the Prophet ﷺ was. His family and his companions 
uh, uh, are thrown out of the city and they're in the valley of Abu Talib under siege no water, no food is going to them no provisions yet the Prophet never complains never once does he turn to Allah and say oh Allah why me? I'm your beloved and this is something that we have to understand you know Allah is part of our iman right? to believe that the Prophet is the best of afdalul khalq He's the best of Allah's creation. The best of Allah's creation automatically means when you're the best of something, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam more than anything else. He's the Habib of Allah. He's the most beloved of Allah. And understand that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam too was tested. This is why Allah states in the Quran, do you truly believe that you're going to say, I believe, and, they're never going, and you're never going to be tested. You are going to be tested. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Quran. He doesn't say, we're going to test you, or you're going to be tested. This is ta'keed, there's emphasis, there's in fact double emphasis on this particular word. This lam is for ta'keed and the noon is for ta'keed. Which means extra emphasis has been placed on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirming this test. He said, We shall surely test you. Have absolutely no doubts in your mind that you're going to be tested. Have absolutely no doubts in your mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to place you in a difficult position. And it's your job and it's your duty to find the solution. To, to remain patient when things are difficult. And when, when you're over that hurdle, you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you observe shukr for all of the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed you or, or, or granted to you. So it's imperative that we do that. You know, Imam al-Ghazali says that if we had, uh, in his ihya, he says that if we had perfect power to determine our own destinies and the perfect vision to see our future, if we could see our destinies, how they've been mapped out for us. And we could see what's going to happen in the future and that which is best, and know that that which is best for us. We would choose exactly the same fate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ascribed for us. If we knew what was going to happen in the future and we knew that this is the, 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 the charted course for our, for our life journey, we wouldn't deviate from the plan that Allah azza wa has already chosen for us. So we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, uh, grants us this understanding, this sense of tawakkul and reliance on Him. We pray that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps us understand uh, the tests and the trials and the tribulations that we go to. We pray that we, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us the ability to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan and trust in His vision.